Because I remember how I start this thing. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> right, and action. Action, great. Right, he's this. Jason Croxton, oh. <laughs> podcast. He's a little bit tired today, so I'm Will and I'm taking over. Is that all right? How about that? We'll do that as a new intro. That, that's great. <laughs> I mean, that, that fits with your role as community manager. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fine. As Will has just said, this is the CrossFit Bath podcast. We're back to a more traditional style episode, so good, I guess. Uh, Will is making his quasi debut on the episode, but he has actually been featured on CrossFit Bath podcast before. He's snuck in the back door somehow, uh, and he's on. Will, how are you? I'm not too bad, thanks, Jason. I'm yeah, I'm good. I said it's not been up now for a while. I'm not as tired as you. I've been uh, you know been busy with the dogs, as I said to you earlier, but. Um, to, looking forward to chatting and uh, answering all your questions. I'm sure you're going to shine a lovely spotlight on me and put me through the ringer a bit. Oh, definitely. So um, <laughs> I've said, Will, in case we don't know who Will is, this is Will Harrison. is the CrossFit Bath Community Manager. What does that mean? We'll find out very soon, I hope. But before we begin, Will, uh, we, we, we had a little chat about mobility before the uh, we did. We press record. Uh, and you know how important a good warm-up is. Oh, there we go. I'm looking forward to these questions. Well, I've just gone for some of the classics, some of the easy, easy classic ones. So we're going to start with peanut butter, crunchy or smooth. Controversial is this, because my mum would kill me if I said what I'm going to say. Oh dear. I'm going to go for smooth, but she would go crunchy all day. And my other half goes crunchy, but smooth. So who buys the peanut butter for the house? The other half. So it's crunchy. So it's crunchy, but I would always take smooth, but I'm not going to say that to her. If she comes in, I'll deny this ever happened. Yeah. A good job we're not recording it. Yeah, exactly. I I, I didn't mind too much. I, I'm quite kind of, well, I'll have whatever's available. I'll tell you what, Saturday morning, because I was training in the morning, which, you know, throws me off my, I haven't had Normal dinner before schedule. training, which messes yeah. me up. Um, I was like, oh, I've got to eat something. And I just put some peanut butter on a, on a piece of toast and it was smooth. Yeah. And, and it worked. just got stuck in my throat. And I was like, so it didn't work. <laughs> I had to like cough it up basically before going to train, which was oh, not pleasant. It's kind of ruined your your first impression of smooth peanut butter. Yeah, I'll tell I, you what I really like recently is uh, as a pre-workout snack is a wrap, smooth or crunchy, depending on preference, peanut butter, a banana, and then medjool dates wrapped up. Oh, absolutely to die for. Absolutely to die. Probably carb central, but you need that before you train. Big issue for me. I hate bananas. I cannot eat them, and both of my kids absolutely love bananas. It's a very distinctive smell, right? It is, to the point that once yeah. I was driving I was driving somewhere, and suddenly there was like a smell in the car, and I thought Somebody it was the banana. car in front. Like, <laughs> you can like smell like their exhaust. I was like, oh, this is a really weird smell. What is that? I just said, turned to my wife, and I was like, oh, it's a terrible smell in the car. And she sort of looks away a bit. And then I turn around and I see bananas have been opened in the back seats. But you find it so when I, I used to swim yesterday yonder, and uh, when I was at living in Bath, we were the, the university pool closed, so we had to train in Bristol. And I was one of the only kids with the car at the time, so I would do a shift, shift run with like four students at 5 a.m. from Bath Uni campus to Hengrove Pool in Bristol. And I end up just coming up with this. You need to you need to crank the banana alarm if you're going to do that at that time in the morning. All windows need to be opened, and you're eating that almost outside because again the same. I think when you've been around sports such a long time, 
bananas are like the go-to staple. So I didn't touch a banana for about three years, I think, after I quit swimming, because it's just the go-to to constantly keep carving up, essentially, isn't it? But this snack, delightful. Give it a go. You might lose it in the peanut butter and medjool date. Maybe. That, that, yeah. I can eat it if I can just disguise completely the flavour and yeah, with peanut butter and smell, yeah. then maybe it'll be okay. Then you're sorted. Talking of a slightly more pleasurable food than bananas, ice cream, favourite flavour? Again, controversial. I'm not really an ice cream fan. This guy. Because, so I'm one of those that has to like stick it in the microwave for a little bit because it's too cold. So it's called ice cream and I kind of make it lukewarm cream. Right. Uh, but I reckon uh, rum and raisin would be up there or a just a really good vanilla like a kelly's a kelly's clotted cream vanilla ice cream i feel like we're learning a lot about you in this uh... probably all bad things <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> he microwaves his ice cream who is this bloke get him out get him out ollie <laughs> okay let's move to more more crossfitty questions uh nano or metcon metcon up until now Ooh. but i am going to buy the new rich running nanos okay you might not like them, so don't say I might not. So it could still be Metcon. And then, and then we'll see. I don't like the new six Metcons, I can tell you that much. Uh, so it's just like timing that this has dropped and that has dropped at the, at same, the same time. time. And, and, yeah, and the Nanos are lovely to look at anyway. I don't know about where. Clean or snatch? Clean. Yeah. Power clean. Power clean. Because is questionable. Interesting, interesting. Got some yeah. questions about your mobility with the answer to that question. But yeah, power fine. clean, definitely. If you um, could train, and I, I'm going to add it to more like train and hang out with any CrossFit athlete, mm-hmm. uh, say maybe like games athlete, uh, who would it be? I was going to say Al Harwood, but I can't really oh, ruined that one now. Yeah, exactly. I, I had to throw that in. <laughs> yeah. Who, who and why? Any games athlete. It's like the go-to standard ones, isn't it? I reckon Brent Fikowski, though. Oh, really? Actually, yeah, Brent Fikowski, I think. Yeah. Only because he's he's very very dry in <laughs> yeah. his sarcasm and his sense of humour, and I think that I quite like that because he's not the go-to. Everyone would go, oh, Rich Fronin, Matt Fraser, tier two me. I reckon Brent Fakowski. I, I think you're you're right in that you don't want to look at. So you, I mean, I think if you train with any games athlete, oh, yeah. like the yeah. training. Already going training with them, would you? You'd be chasing. You know, you'd just be tracing. It's that it's the in between stuff, isn't it? That like mm-hmm. you need a personality. You're going to gel. Or when they finish and you're still hanging out, you want somebody who's going to motivate you with sarcasm and wit, as opposed to just look at you and go, "Come on!" Like you want to be made laugh whilst you're still struggling. Yeah, nothing like laughing with a barbell over your head. Exactly, hundred percent. Final warm up question. You may know what this is going to be. <laughs> Even if it's not technically your first time on a podcast. When I'm finally filming this CrossFit Bath movie, who are you picking to play you? Just because generally a really cool bloke, Zac Efron. Zac Efron, okay. Yeah, 100%. I've watched that. Have you seen that new documentary with him on Netflix where he travels around the world? No, I've seen it like pop up multiple times in my kind of recommended thing. Brilliant. Watch it. It's great. It's really good. So follow-up question to that is, will you be training him on the accent or is he going to... Yeah, go so he would have to learn to get the Bristolian twang down for sure. I don't think they, they speak Bristolian in California, but we could definitely throw out some regional dialect for him. I, can you not tell I've got my like TV posh voice on here? 
Oh, have you? Yeah. Mm. As soon as the camera stopped. Media, media trained. That's what it is. You guys. Well, I mean, I, I would expect nothing less of the community manager. Yeah, media trained. Speaking of, Will, let, let's jump into what people have probably into actually tuned into. To yeah, hear chemical. About. There's 20 minutes of us just talking about peanut butter. And That's how we get, we get rid of those that aren't serious. Yeah, weed them out. So before we jump into your, your role specifically here, just a little bit of maybe your background with regards to CrossFit in general. Like, how did you first come across it? I mean, you've mentioned that you have a background in swimming. So I'm assuming. Yeah, so yeah, I used to, I used to swim up at the university um, for, well, I swam for 10 plus years, I think 12 or so years. And then when I got to university, I kind of took it quite seriously and went on and did okay at it. Um, and then when I quit swimming, I went to train in the Globo gym because I've been used to training a lot. So with swimming, you probably, I did 10 water sessions a week that were all two hours each. Um, so there's 20 hours of water time and then we did S&C. So I'm probably training 25 to 30 hours a week at that time. Um, so I instantly needed to carry on training. So I went to a, I say quote unquote Globo gym. I just carried on training at the university, uh, STV gym. And we just do the standard biceps, bench, back, all the fun stuff, uh, bodybuilding. Um, but at the time I was also working on the road. So I was driving quite far, spending a lot of time on my own in the day. And then I would come to the gym, put my headphones in and carry on being on my own all day, even in my exercise. So that kind of came at the same time, coupled with the fact that I just got way bigger than I ever was, way more unfit than I ever was. Um, and then uh, a family member mentioned to me about CrossFit and um, had a little look, never really came, you know, turned back and here I am now. So I started with one of my friends. He he didn't you know he it didn't stick with him and he left and I carried on and made some friends and and stuck about and that was for me one of the I said I got fitter obviously that was great but I was at the time spending all this time on my own um, and I kind of ended up staying around for the community which is funny and you know fitting because now I take on the role as community manager so you know I'm somebody that had to go through that integration process if you will of, of coming from a complete novice in not only the CrossFit space, but obviously to the gym. Um, all the people that I knew in Bath had left because the university had finished and they'd all gone. So it's like a completely fresh, essentially, you know, making new friends and, and trying to find a place in the community. And yeah, here we are. So, I mean, I mean, you've just just mentioned it there, but obviously that that does segue nicely into this role of community manager. As if, as if um, you know, I've, I've done this before, haven't I? It is as if you are media trained. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm worried that you're taking this job too. So, <laughs> but, but, but it's interesting because, um, you know, you've been doing CrossFit for a while now. Like, this is something we, we'd sort of mentioned before. So I've probably spoken to you more in the last two weeks <laughs> Then in all the time you've been a member at the gym. Of, of CrossFit Bar. And that's because you, you traditionally train at, at five was your yeah. sort of go-to slot. And, and we kind of have these bubbles, right? Where j just because when I started, I used to train at half 10 was sort of my go-to time when I started. Uh, yeah. And then occasionally I was like, when there were the four o'clock ones, I would quite often get into those. And it took me a while until I kind of found eight o'clock just to fit my lifestyle the best. Uh, but it means I've, I've sort of had an opportunity to try all the different classes. So you, yeah. I kind of know quite a few people by sight. I'm like, I kind of recognize him or I've yeah. trained with him. But 
but generally we're like in these little bubbles, aren't we? And so this is the time I train. That's when I train. And maybe I know also a few people that did the intro class with me. Yeah. Uh, I did the intro class with my wife. So I already knew her. <laughs> so that didn't help. Funny me. enough. Yeah, um, that's good. good but, but you know, like even though we've maybe both been at the gym for, for years, your paths just never cross. Kind of yeah, thing. exactly. And, and that is, you know, everyone comes to the gym, as you said, around their lifestyle, right? It's, it's there to add to their lifestyle, not be a stressor in their lifestyle. So they're going to go at a time when it's convenient to them. Um, you know, and for me, it was, it said coincided with me coming back from wherever I was, you know, down at the bottom of Cornwall, Hampshire, and I'd come back on the way through five o'clock class was the perfect time to do it. Come home, you know, finish off doing everything here, you know, here, tea, walk the dogs, you know, do everything that life cup, you know, comes with life as well. And like I said, everybody has that own setup and each person's circumstances are different. You know, you've got children, I've not, you know, some people have no commitments and, and, and are able to train loads. You know, some people work every hour God sends, some people are students, you know, everybody's lives are different. Um, and so we you said, we kind of form these little social bubbles with our friends at the gym, but it's hard sometimes to get out and meet people from eight o'clock, from 10 and 30 in the morning, you know, from 6 a.m. Because you, a 6 a.m. might not ever get the chance to meet a 8 p.m. Of course not. They're um, already in bed. That's yeah, because they're getting ready for the next day of the session. Exactly. And it's, you know, part of why I've come in as well is to try and, you know, look at ways that we can make, you know, those bubbles are, are a brilliant way that, you know, people come in and they find their sense of community and their sense of belonging. But how do we make the whole gym as a whole, uh, you know, people from that 6am class have opportunity to socialize and meet with people from the 8am, uh, you know, 8pm class, for example. Um, and how do we create those opportunities for members to meet each other? Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I guess, one of the, the things that I'm going to be looking at as we move forward. Um, so th this role you've got, it's, it's, um, you know, obviously you've, we've got this title community manager, but it's probably for, for us as members, it, it's a bit kind of vague, isn't it? In the sense of, you know, we've got a coach, so we know what that is and we know what he does or she does. Uh, and I know if I need some advice on, on some certain skill I'm working on, or, you know, I want to improve in, in my actual CrossFit workout, I go to a coach because that's I'll say caveat. Do not come to me for that. No. Just small caveat. Cause that, I'm also asking the same questions, but you're wearing a red shirt. I saw you wearing a red shirt. If you notice it says staff underneath, not coach. Uh, so you've got to look at the, You've really got to look at the fine print on these. You have to look at the small print. Yeah, the T's and C's. And then up until now, you know, kind of maybe hinting at some of the things you might be taking on, whenever we've had kind of questions about the box itself or an issue or the way things are running or something like that, it traditionally will we'll go to one of the owners because, you know, again, the owner, we understand the role that they have and uh, we could say that maybe the power that they, that they have to, to make changes or to, to help us with things. So these two roles are quite easy to identify. Yeah. And now we have this, like this third role and role. We maybe we receive an email from you and it's a little bit like, I think for many, it was a bit kind of like, you know, who is this guy? Yeah. yeah. Doing? Um, so this is like an opportunity maybe just to try and flesh out a little bit what your role is and why we as members should care and, uh, yeah. and how, you know, you can actually help us. Well, that's it. So, and that, that is exactly it. So it is a community and member focused role, right? So 
said from your from your training perspective you go to your coach still the coach will be the ones that take the sessions you know that won't change never has done never will from the other side of things any kind of niggles or any you know for example we've moved across to Wadify, right so everyone's now learning about Wadify and they're learning about how membership works on Wadify and how they book in that's the type of thing that i'm looking after from a kind of administrative point of view so you know there's loads going on behind the scenes and 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 the owners all look after different respective parts of the business they like said so ollie would have normally been your go-to point for any kind of community centric stuff you know shacks obviously is is you've got both sites so you know everyone's split across bridge and across bath and i guess my counterpart is is sammy Pullen. so sammy's doing a lot of the stuff over there but sam also coaches as well but any kind of uh, said issues that you have with the way things are, are going how you feel um, you know, in these early days, teething problems with booking into classes. So we, you know, we have key workers, for example, that can't always make classes. Um, so we've come up with a, an overflow space for those guys in this short term period, you know, before we're able to increase numbers again with, with social distancing and stuff. So stuff like that, I kind of act as a, as a liaison, if you will. So I'm the voice of the members and how can we, you know, bottom line, how can we best create, um, the best experience for the members at the gym as possible um you know given the constraints of things like coronavirus and all the rest of it it's like how can we make coming to the gym even better and i guess it it makes sense when you think you know of having that you use the word liaison which i I think is 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 very apt there because it's not that you know it's not that you're just going off on your own and say oh let's do this let's do that as you said the the owner's they have their roles, they have the jobs that they're doing, but they're also doing, you know, they're doing everything really, aren't they? And yeah. then they've got, you know, their families and their life and things like that. And so, you know, I'm having trouble booking in through Wadify and I'm trying to message Ollie and Ollie's not replying to my message yeah. and I'm, you know, and then I miss my class because I couldn't work out how to yeah. log in and sign on. Uh, where obviously, you know, I- I'm pretty sure it's not because he's ignoring me. It's you pretty know, sure. People, people but, are quite busy. <laughs> but, you know, maybe he's in a meeting about a new facility that they're trying to get. Do you know I mean, there's something else going on behind the scenes that I'm not aware of. Uh, so it's good to have someone who I know, well, this is, you know, this is their role. And if I send them a message I'm you know, at midnight, I'm going to get a reply. Yeah. At 1am I'll be there like that waiting for you. But you know, that, that is, that is it, Jason. It, it's, um, you know, having, having a coach that can focus on coaching, right. Having an owner that can focus on running the business as a, as a, you know, as a company and the strategic direction that we're going in and then having somebody that can focus on the members and on the community. And that's where I come in. And it's, it's so every part of that business and every part of that community can work optimally. Right. So for example, you're not having a coach who's worried about doing administrative tasks so they can turn up and they can give their best coaching time to the members, which means the members experience of that coach and of that session and they've been worked with on a, on a one-to-one basis, you know, in the, in the class and they've had technique work and they've changed this and they've changed that, that goes up. So that, you know, their, their experience there increases. And then you mentioned, you know, looking at other facilities and, and, and all that is still playing out in current, this little thing called coronavirus. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. It, it. it came along and kind of put a little bit of a dampener on that, but you know, that's still chugging along and it's a, uh, it's trying to I said create time so that everybody can do what they can do to the best of their ability. So ultimately 
the service for the member improves and 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 stays at high level. I think that's an, it's a nice way of looking at it, isn't it? And, and, and like the example of the coach is is a really good one because you you yeah you, you'd be you know I don't think you'd want to go to like you know a doctor's office where you've got the doctor manning the reception desk and then okay yeah all right hold on let me just you know book everyone in and then I'll go in and see you and like by the time they sit down to see you they've already done loads they're already taxed. And, and so with, with the coach, it's the same. You, know, you don't want to turn up for like the first class of the day and they're already burnt out because they had loads of admin to do. Exactly. You know, you know as, as a member, I guess you're, you're in a position where the regular touch point with the gym, if you will, comes through the coach. And so that touch point has to be at a high standard continually. And the more additional responsibilities that you pile in to that mix for that coach... As you said, energy is only a finite resource. And if somebody gets spread too thin, you know, so this is about actually saying, well, the coaches really want to coach. The members really want to be coach. Let's make it happen. And then the same with Ollie, Ed and Shax, you know. And so the, the role came about, as I said, Sammy's doing a very similar role over at the bridge, whereby we are able to spend time on putting things out, like, you know, on the social media as well, you know creating regular social media so people in the community see themselves in our online presence uh, you know a very small task is very hard to find time for sometimes for somebody who's got everything else going on um, you know as well as all this you know what if i setting up and and, uh, and all that sort of jazz um, and it allows me to focus on that and you guys it allows the coach to focus on the coaching when of you guys and it allows you know ollie ed and jacks to focus on the programming you know the and and the business as a whole um and you know the options that we have in front of us as we kind of move out of coronavirus so, so understanding your role then how you know how can we help you in your role as members what you know what should we be doing that because obviously it's a you know it's, it's a, a kind of a relationship uh, i mean i would put out like an obvious one being if i have a question maybe ask you first if you, you know if, if you know the answer before i go direct to yeah. one of the coaches or one of the owners yeah definitely i said if you, you know if you want help on your snatch technique you know technique probably don't come to me but if it's a question about as you said the sessions the booking anything that we've got going on from a non-coaching perspective let's say let's put just put a, a general you know a broad general kind of covering on a non-coaching perspective come to me um you know i was speaking on on saturday to a few of the guys that i've not met previously and i've not met before and and i said you know i'm a big believer in just having a dialogue and having a conversation about something and the likelihood is if you feel a certain way about something other people feel that way as well so if you have an issue or if you have you know just an idea maybe do you know what I mean, it might, it might, you know, we're, we're saying this from a negative point of view. We're saying I'm kind of crisis solving and, and problem solving, um, which there will be an element of that. But let's flip that on the head. You know, if you have an idea about something, you know, so for example, let's say uh, the overflow spot, right? I'm not a key worker. I'm not an emergency service worker. Neither is Ed, neither is Ollie, neither is Shex. That came from a discussion with one of the members who said, during the outside the box, I find it very difficult to book into outside the box sessions because my shift patterns overrun. Mm. But we don't know that because we're not in that situation, right? 
So that came from a positive conversation about a unique situation that is applied to lots of our members. You know, a lot of our members are nurses or firefighters or all this sort of stuff. So if you have a, an idea or a suggestion, we would want you to also come to us with that and, and me specifically. And then we can, you know, so the likelihood is it's probably applicable across the wider membership as well. Um, so anything that we can do like that and implement it back in to make that experience better than we, we definitely want to do. Yeah. And then I suppose like, because this is your you know dedicated role, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking when you're saying this, you know, not problem, well, either problem A or even, you know, potential solution A that I'm, I'm thinking about um, applies to me. And you'll say, well, it potentially applies to multiple other mm-hmm. members. Obviously if I go to Ollie and say, look, Ollie, I'm, I think this, that's one person and he probably doesn't have, you know, he'd be happy to listen to me. And, and, and I think we should put that out there that, you know, we're saying, go to you, speak to you, but that's not that, you know, Ollie and Ed and Jack yeah, that, don't want to hear from us. This, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly. They're not, they're not all of a sudden. Yeah. Behind closed doors. <laughs> private. Yeah, exactly. Not at, all. not at all. But, but it's obviously like, you know, as I said, like they've got other stuff going on. So I go to Ollie, I'm like, look, I've got this idea or I've got this problem. Here you are. And that's one person. And, you know, at the end of the day, one person, their problem or their issue, I mean, and depending on what it is, it's not, it's not going to be maybe enough to actually uh, cause a, a change or, or, or something to happen about it. But I suppose if I come to you and I say, look, I, I'm thinking this, you've got the time to look around and see, well, maybe who else feels that way. So key workers is a great one because you know, you're saying like somebody who you know, works for the NHS. Right. So I come to, I don't obviously, but if I did, I come to you and say, look, as a, a, a worker at the NHS, I think this. Yeah. Well, you know, I know that also this member works for the NHS and also this one and also the one. Let me go and check with them, see if they feel the same. And then when you go to Ollie, instead of it being one person, it's I've spoken with this group of workers and this would be a really good solution for them. And it just carries more weight with it, doesn't 100%. it? And, it's more reasonable to expect, you know, especially change is never easy. It always is going to involve maybe sacrifice on one part or, you know, or something's going to, you know, having an overflow spot, I guess means there's a spot that potentially could have been open for booking yeah. that is not. And so, yeah. you know, if I'm on the waiting list, because I can't get in, I could feel like, Oh, you know, it's not fair, but yeah. understanding the reason behind it. Exactly. It, you know, it comes from a good place. Right. And, you know, something I said a while back is, you know, if you do everything uh, based off of it coming from a good place, you can never go wrong. Um, you know, so you're never going to hit the mark 100% of the time, especially now. Now is we've never been here. You know, no one's ever been here. It's, it's a massive learning experience in everything that we do from a gym perspective, but in our daily lives, mm. um, you know, from booking into a restaurant where you've now got to order your phone on an app, you know, to go into the supermarket and standing in a queue. So, we're never going to be spot on. And that is why it's really important that we are able to open up a line of communication to you guys, you know, and I've been a member, as I said, for this whole time through lockdown, you know, I've only started working at the gym in the last four weeks. So everything that has been experienced by you as a member, I've experienced as a member until, you know, I said the last four weeks. And so, you know, I know certain things and certain areas from my own experience, but it, as you said earlier, that's from one experience. How many members we have, everybody has a different experience or a different situation surrounding it. And 
having those conversations with people is is 100 the best way to start steering us as i said we're never going to hit it 100 right 100 of the time um but you know you've been in you've used it you know you've used the app you've trained regularly how are you finding it from a member perspective you know how do you find booking in because there are teething issues you know um so how's your experience been well probably controversial here but i prefer it i um i i would say with the exception of not being able to use the rig yeah i i really like but again you know coming from the 8pm class we were always small classes so it's not you know it's not that strange um i just i just like having my space and kind of coming in i mean like right that's my box there that's yeah. my kit. I don't need to, you know, try and run over and grab a rower. And I, oh, sorry, were you on this rower? Can I, oh, all right, I'll jump on that one. Like it's, I just like that it's, it's clean. It's easy. I like knowing if I've signed, you know, if I've reserved my spot, yeah. it's there. I, I can turn up. I do think you're more motivated to go because you almost hold yourself accountable. Again, I've had that from a few people saying, actually it might help my training knowing that I have, I've, I've said I'm going to go to these sessions and I've committed to going. So now I have to follow through. Um, but then you have some people on the flip side to your experience who say, you know, I don't like booking and I don't like this and I don't like that. And it's trying to listen to mm. what works for some and then trying to help the ones that it's not working for in a way that, you know, makes as many people happy as possible. And I mean, I suppose this could change as time goes on. But at the moment, apart from a couple of classes from, from my observation uh, and you know, who am I, but I've checked, <laughs> but who am I? I? I've seen that the majority of classes aren't full, um, yeah. the, the majority. So if I don't like booking in because I, I just don't know, I just don't know what's happening in the day. You probably can still get into the class last minute anyway. Um, yeah. Obviously reserve your spot, but exactly. it doesn't, it doesn't lock out. It's not like 24 hours before the spots are locked and yeah. you can't send it. So if at, you know, seven o'clock I realize, oh yeah, actually I was able to get everything done. I'm home earlier than I thought I was going to be. Oh look, eight o'clock. Like I think yesterday we were maybe six booked in. Yeah. So there were six spots left. So, you know, that's, well, that's it. Like, so, so this morning, actually that was it, you know, again, we're working through these, te- these, these teething problems. This, this whole what if I system, um, so we used it in, ba- in, in, in bridge, but we only used it as kind of the, payment system and the payment solution we didn't use the booking function as such so it's a very much a learning curve for me and sammy actually in inputting everything from a, from a admin point of view right so all the classes are all manually input and we can set different caps and and change various different bits and one thing that came out of a conversation with members recently was uh, that the session was capping out an hour before so it was locking yeah. an hour before that class so that's now gone. So that now that session now closes one minute before it starts. So if, like you said, you come home and there is a space still available, you can always come down, book on and jump in. The only thing is that I would say is we, we obviously can't have people just turn up without prior booking. Um, and that's not something that we, you know, it's coming from us. That's, just, you know, the, the, the track and trace and, and being able to actually say who's been in and out of the gym at any given time. Um, that's something that we need to be able to keep a log off. So if you are going to do that, just still make sure that you reserve your spot. Um, and I think you've seen Ed's post on the tribe yesterday about um, making sure you sign in again as well. 
and just signing in before the class. It's like when you go on the EasyJet app before a flight, you know, you check in. It's the same thing, just check into the class so that we've got that. Lock. Yeah, but I mean, and even there for, um, you know, I'm going to say the, the vast majority of us that we've got it on our phone. Uh, it's not, it's not like a huge problem. You can literally be in the car park and go, oh, let me, even as you said, like a minute before you, as long as you're more than a minute before. So I might just be driving past yeah. the gym and be like, if there's a space, oh yeah, reserve, sign in, yeah. jump in. It takes probably all of what, 20 seconds, 15 seconds to open the app, find the class. And, and I think it's, it's one of those things where probably, yes, initially, because it's a new system, I mean, I guess, again, it depends on your, you know, and your personality and your background and how you are. Think. So I'm somebody who's anyway quite, you know, techie. That's savvy, yeah. Like you give me a system and it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm like, oh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so I, I like it. And, I, I, you know, I like not having to write down the workout later and being able to kind of keep track of what I've done and, and look, Definitely. you know, when I, when I come in and it's like, well, we haven't done this now, but you know it's going to happen down the line where it's like compare to 20 it's nice that you can literally just go let me compare then instead of flicking through that booklet trying to find out you know because i missed a couple of classes so it's not well even even that right is is, is some people are brilliant at keeping logbooks me myself i've never really kept a logbook and i've all i've always said to myself you should keep a logbook and then i've done it for a couple of days and then i don't because it's quite labor intensive is getting in the car, remembering what you wrote, actually physically writing it out. And then at the time when I was a member, I was then driving back to Bristol. So it was just sat in the car park trying to get it done before I would leave. Whereas this, the session's already pre-programmed in and you can quite literally just manually enter your results. So you've not got to write out the session that you did. It's there, so you can just input your results. It's just, a, it's a cool little way to track your progress, especially now, as I was saying to you at the start, is it's quite liberating to have a fresh start in terms of progress and, and, and where your physical abilities are. So everything that we do now is a post lockdown PB. So if you do input that, you're going to see your progress doing that with pretty much everything aside from maybe burpees and single arm dumbbell kettlebell work, you know, anything with a barbell, anything on a piece of cardio kit, you know, even as far as some people haven't done double unders for a long time, anything like that, and then when the rig comes back into use again, anything on the rig is going to be a huge positive curve. That is going to be interesting. The day the rig reopens is going yeah. to well, And this is why the rig at the moment isn't able to be in use. But, you know, again, we, we had to basically try and so, so the layout that it is now is something that me and Ed uh, did in, in, in Bath. And then, you know, Shaq's, Sammy, and Nat did over in Bridge. And it in, in paper, in your head, functions as it should, right? And that's why you do it. But until you get people in the space, using the space, when there's 12 people, sometimes 13 with an overflow spot, using a box, using a barbell, you know, even so much as queuing up outside, coming in, using a sanitizer, sanitizing your hands and going off, are they... And, you know, is this is the system put in place working as we thought it was going to? And the rig is just another thing to kind of consider with that, because looking at how the virus as such is spread, it's all to do with, you know, your breath. Right. When you're in your box, 
you're in a specific radius and, and an area. As soon as you get up on that rig, you're going through a lot of different planes. So you're coming up high, you're coming down low, you're moving about, you know, if you're doing muscle ups or et cetera, you're on top of the bar, you know, how logistically, again, you need to find a bar height suitable for your height. So there might be, you know, sharing a bar. So logistically, how do we begin to look at keeping you guys safe in using that piece of kit? And so that's why at the moment it's not in use um, because we can't, we, we needed to essentially see how people were going to use the space as a whole. And once that starts functioning, then restrictions loosen off a little bit. It's like, okay, well, now we can look at how do we keep the, everyone safe on the rig? Because that's what it's about. It's about being safe. You know, if it was about fun, we'd all be saying, brilliant, everything's open, let's go. But we have to keep everybody safe and staff safe and you guys safe. Um, and so that's a work in progress. But I think, you know, I, I'm the same as you. I'm very much looking forward. I've not hung off a pull-up bar for four and a bit months, um, you know, and I know I'm going to be dreadful, but I want to get back on it. And I do think there are, there are factors that people don't think about. Uh, so it's it's even like for example yesterday I came in and whoever had used the box before me um, had obviously done a very good job in cleaning everything down to the point that <laughs> it was almost slick <laughs> when I was yeah. like uh, standing there and just sliding in this box kind of thing. So now imagine okay yeah I can use the rig and then I'll clean it down afterwards and then the next person jumps up onto a nice wet bar to start swinging all over the so there's like a lot of yeah. things that you wouldn't really consider yeah but they are they are there right i mean if you're jumping up onto a wet bar that's yeah. that chances is are that or the, the likelihood of you slipping is higher yeah you know and and it often is those types of things that you can try and project and that you can try and forecast mm. and account for but there's always going to be little things that you can't pick up until it's in use. And that's why I said with, with how it's been, we actually open on Saturday and we've done classes every day since. So every single class as a coach as well, all the coaches will learn something different and will relay that. And I think Ollie came on and said about internal communication within the staff, you know, we're talking, you know, every day as a staff, um, you know, not always, you know, we do, we do a weekly zoom and then we're always talking, via WhatsApp or, you know, some other channel. So anything that somebody learns gets shared and gets spread amongst us. And those are the types of things, as I said, that only you learn through doing. But the rig is just a bit more of a question mark as to how that looks. You know, how does it look with open gym? How does it look with classes? You know, how does it look with moving people in classes from their box to open gym? You know, that whole route, essentially, has to be thought about and you know how do we get someone from box on the far left hand side of the gym all the way across the rig you know do they then follow a one-way system back you know it's all question marks and they all need answering you've got the makeup of like what what a class is and what a workout is so it's not even like well you're all on the rig for 10 minutes and then you're all on your box for 10 minutes. it's you know i i've finished my push-up so i'm over to the rig oh but i'm exactly. just getting to the rig now because i haven't yet done this and it, it you know it's always it's always chaos it's always at, at, at the moment we would essentially have to do something along the lines of you do pull-ups for 30 seconds or a minute in mat you know as many as you can then you have 15 seconds or 20 seconds to follow the one-way system back to your box and it, it just wouldn't feel normal and and that's something we've been massive on is is trying to create 
a workout environment that feels as normal as possible. You know, there are given constraints, your box, the wipe down, 45 minute sessions. But actually when you're in the gym, as you said earlier, the workout feels very much similar to what it did pre-lockdown, albeit pre-lockdown was March and it's freezing. We're now in July and it's quite warm, you know, but the actual basis of you working out is pretty much there, you know? And so to do something like that with the rig, where you're kind of on the rig, as I said, for a minute, transition time, you know, people that want to race off and do it are going to be there. Like, mm. let me go. And then those that maybe aren't as confident on the rig are going to feel pressure to get something done and get off. And it, you know, it just doesn't work. So we're consistently looking at all the new guidelines and, and procedures that we can put in place and how we can make it safe. And as soon as we feel that we're in a place to do that, everyone will be you know, able to get back on the rig. And so there's something that we want to do as, you know, as users as well, right? I want to be able to start doing pull-ups, you know, as, as much as the next man. Um, but we need to make sure that everyone's safe in doing it, basically. Yeah. And, and mentioning like the new guidelines, uh, as new guidelines come out, I, I think that's, again, where your role is going to be like really important is the fact that things are changing very quickly. Um, like, you know, as of recording this, you know, what, two days ago when they sort of said about this uh, 14 day quarantine for people that have gone to Spain. In Spain, right? Yeah. So like you're already in Spain on holiday and you discover that, oh, now when I get home, I can't go back to work for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like stuff happens very quickly because of changes that aren't, you know, not predicted and things yeah. that happen. So at the moment, these are the guidelines and we're following those. Tomorrow, there could be an announcement that something has to change not necessarily that the box is going to close it can still operate but with certain changes Uh, and what you wouldn't want is maybe to turn up i mean you could like this isn't the case at the moment it might not be but things like you can't go in the supermarket now without a mask you know it would be a real shame if you turned up to the box you've you've booked your class you've been waiting to get in you get there and oh didn't you hear you need to wear a mask to be allowed in the building now that's the new rule like it's not our fault and off you go home because you didn't have a mask on you kind of thing. Yeah. So that getting communication. So messages of, out there, exactly. Getting the messages out there, getting the lines of communication out, open out there is so that we can make that happen quick. And it's, um, as you said, it, it's so fluid and things change so quickly. Uh, you know, it comes back to that cliche, controlled controllables. It's like if we do everything we can in our power to make it as easy and as straightforward for you guys, you know, your experience is going to be better, but our operating process is going to be better as well. Um, and then we just have to adapt as and when with different guidelines. Like you said, it may be, we have no idea and no one's even whispered at this, but it could be that all of a sudden we've all got to wear masks, you know, over in um, uh, Invictus Boston, for example, everybody in Invictus Boston is working out with a face mask on, you know, that's one of the biggest CrossFit chains in the world. And they're all having to wear face masks. But that's only because Boston's state law, if you will, dictates that they need to wear face masks in a gym. A lot of the other gyms, you know, in neighboring states don't. And so, you know, the same with us is at the moment, you know, we put it in that Q&A that went out, um, kind of that frequently asked questions document is, no, at the moment, absolutely not. If you want to, you can. You know, if you would feel safer wearing your face masks, by all means do. Uh, and the same has been said to all of us guys as staff from from free guys is like if you want to wear a face mask in there because you personally feel safer in it, do so. 
if it comes to a point whereby that changes and all of a sudden you know word is from the government that if you want to go into gyms you need to wear face masks then off you go i think the other thing to look at as well is the guidelines that are getting published unfortunately are very much focused around commercial globo gyms mm. of which we are a very very different setup and we can the procedures that we can put in place as a crossfit gym are far tighter than what you can if you're going in on a treadmill and a bench press and a you know lap down machine where you know you look in some of those globo gyms and there's no flow of people it's kind of every man for themselves they just move around piece to piece like they always would i think all they're being asked to do again is clean down in between use um but in terms of movement which they were always asked to do anyway anyway and no one ever did yeah, <laughs> so. you know, there's no there's no screens up for example from for pieces of kit that are next to each other there's no you know they're not social distancing as such and we unfortunately get lumped in from the government's perspective under the same bracket and as, as you know we're very very much different to that. but that's something for ollie and his uk country manager sort of stuff to he's getting stuck into that but you know said so we we just have to be able to react and then convey the message um to you guys and i think you know again we'll just keep trying to make sure we're getting stuff out there as regularly as possible um and touching base as regularly as possible and then i'd ask again use the opportunity if anybody does have reservations about safety same you know shoot us an email get in touch and then we can you know have, have a conversation and speak about it and see you know maybe get you down have a look at the gym and and see it for yourself yeah nice um we'll make sure to put like all your contact details in the description of the episode yeah, as well so definitely. if someone does want to shoot you an email or send you a message they'll they'll see yeah, where yeah. where to do that definitely talking of community do you have a little bit of time so we can just shout out to one of our members so we have the listener form it's one of our members from bath today so uh for why not community managers here we better better big up shout the community, them up. right so um today talking about uh shalia yeah you know her have you trained with shalia i have occasionally she's done drop-ins to five o'clock so i have but i only had my first you know proper conversation with her on saturday um and we had a good good natter about everything excellent so i'm expecting that you'll know the answer to the following question oh go on here we are uh so we ask what time she usually trains but again she did a couple of 5 p.m drop-ins with me yeah. Um, but I think seven ish. Oh, a little bit later. She, she's, an 8 she's, PM a, she's an 8 pm as well. She's an 8 pm when she can get in. Um, yeah, okay. She's a busy mum and she's got a lot going on. So she, she, she does stroke. But she's also said uh, if she's not working, drops in on the ladies' class as well. So comes uh, in in the daytime. Well, and, you know, I said I've, I've only passed crossed paths with her when she, and, and she said the same. She said, I think I've seen you a few times about in the 5 p.m. when I used to drop in there. But, you know, again, this is something that we said earlier, we need to sort out and we need to try and make the whole bubble a bubble as opposed to pod bubbles, right? Lots of bubbles. A lot of bubbles of, going on around uh, Who likes, everyone likes bubbles. Her favourite movement in CrossFit? Hers. Oh, just because I got her on a picture doing it, I'm going to say overhead lunge. Uh, <laughs> overhead dumbbell lunge because got we got a great staff of her doing that. So we're going to say that one. That might be her new favourite then. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely her new post-lockdown favourite, I'm telling you. But her, her favourite movement, she's put uh, squat or toes to bar. Very nice. Uh, so I know she has like a background in dance, and I think that's why the toes to bar. Yeah, a bit of the, the, the gymnastics flair. Yeah. 
most hated movement. And a clue is that she's done a lot of them during lockdown. I'm probably, we'll say dumbbell, or, or no, we'll go burpees. 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 And then the close favorite, close, close second would be overhead dumbbell uh, or kettlebell lunge. All oh, right. So it's got, it's her, both her favorite and yeah, worst and, yeah, worst and least, least at okay. the same time. Uh, she's gone burpees, which uh, makes sense. Yeah. We've, we've done a lot during lockdown. Yeah, definitely. We've got some tonight. Uh, so how did she find CrossFit? Why did she start? Uh, she said uh, she needed a weight loss change up. Her husband thought it was a good idea. Ollie did a quick sale. And that, that's, <laughs> that comes off a lot. We hear, you know, I met with Ollie and he convinced me. <laughs> uh, she said she was doing the intro in less than two weeks from when she had, had this chat with Ooh. Ollie. She's been doing it for five years, but had a break in the middle to have a baby. And and then tackle nursery and uh, germs and all of that. And, and the life that comes along with having a child. As I said, you're, you're very familiar with that. I'm sure I've got that still to come in the, in the years moving forward. Well, I'm, you know, I, I think it's more difficult. So like Rochelle had to stop, basically. Yeah. Uh, I was able to keep going. So yeah. um, I, I definitely feel it's harder on the wife to keep going. <laughs> no, again, you, won't, you don't ever tell her that. This isn't being recorded, anything like that. You yeah. have it really hard, Jason. Yeah, it's tough for me. Uh, fun fact. Let's go for a fun fact. She says she's pretty sure she's the only member to do CrossFit in Barbados. Right. And her fun fact is that Barbados is the only non-volcanic island in that part of the Caribbean chain. That's a, that's a, a party fact to have up your sleeve. Yeah, that is uh, one of these Zoom pub quizzes, which are potentially now just pub, pub quizzes. Yeah, definitely. Pub quizzes. Uh yeah, so uh, I reckon that's a pretty fun fact. There we go. I, I'm going to use that one at some point, no doubt. I'm learning, I, I learned a couple of other fun facts yesterday that I won't be able to go into on camera, but definitely ones to keep in your party, you know, in your bag of party tricks for sure. Yeah. I'll add that one to the mix. Yeah, just to now and again, sprinkle out a fun fact yeah, why not? here and there. Why not? We, I was talking yesterday, I said, is there ever a fact that you got told as a child that you genuinely believed up until a point when you were, Essentially, you should have known different and you were told by one of your peers that you know different, uh, you know, but you've always believed this since you were a kid. And we had some good ones, good yeah. ones thrown out about koala bears. But again, I won't go into too much detail. Oh, on that. Right. But yeah, interesting conversation piece to have. Definitely. There you go. Use that next time as your warm up. I'll use that next. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, that's uh, well, well mentioned. Warm up questions. Please send more in the spotlight form. Please fill it out. So, you know, do the, the Instagram thing, all of that good stuff. It's all in the links somewhere down below. Uh, and if they don't work, you know, use Google. Let's see. You can find stuff that way as well. Or just ask me. I'm a nice guy. I'm pretty, pretty open to tell you where you should go and find these things. Or, or better, ask the community manager because he will be able it's to direct important. you to all these good places. Uh, will, before we go, is there anything that we were supposed to say that we didn't say? Any. No, I think we've covered it all. I think we just uh, to round up. I said just any kind of uh, any anything that you want to speak to 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 me about regarding the gym, then you know come on and uh, I'll, I'll be floating about in the gym most days. Or uh, I said Jason or link to contact details, etc. And good, bad, ugly, you know, let us know and uh, we'll we'll take a look at it. Excellent. And we'll, we'll definitely get you back on in the future, maybe to talk about drop-in as well, which is something interesting, but mm -hmm. maybe not super relevant 
right at the moment. Not, not at the moment, maybe not. Yeah, we'll have to uh, do definitely, one at some point. Definitely just a little, you know, again, just a little little bit of sizzle there for the... Get a little plug-in, yeah. Always plug-in. That's it. That's what you've got to be doing. All right, then. Well, thank you, Will, and thank you, everybody else, for listening, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>